setting up the store using mobile phone on Shopify is impossible. Despite, you know, you are a techie, you know everything, you are using iPhone, but India doesn't use iPhone. India uses, you know, like $100 smartphone or like maybe like $120 smartphone. That is the, the reality. Plus, if you go to like normal businesses, you won't find like people using, you know, desktops or laptops or anything at all. Barely like 1% people have the desktop or laptop in their physical store. So yeah, that's the reality of India. How do I get back in the business? The stores are shut, the streets are empty, the consumers are not going out of home. Uh, it's a strict lockdown. There are like cops all over. So how do I sell online? I think we launched within 48 hours. It was simple Android application. All you have to do is just verify your phone number. What is up, you beautiful bastards? It is your boy, Sunshine, a.k.a. Rob I Can't Lose, a.k.a. Noah Kagan. In today's episode, I talked to Sumit Shah of Dukan. Sumit is a software engineer from Bangalore, India, a.k.a. the Silicon Valley of India. I was really curious because on AppSumo.com, a company I help run, which is software deals for startups and freelancers and solopreneurs like yourselves, was noticing a lot more Indian customers and a lot more Indian partners. So I wanted to talk to a partner who's on AppSumo to learn about what the heck is going on in India so that we can all learn and benefit from it. Now, I was shocked about how interesting Sumit's story is, and I think there's a lot of inspiration, there's a lot of tactics and a lot of goodness in there for you. He has listed his product, Ducan, on AppSumo, and they have made over $130,000, and he didn't even care about it. You can actually check out Ducan, which is to build your own e-commerce from your phone, which is really, really interesting. It's 69 bucks for life. Go to appsumo.com slash products slash Ducan. That's D-U-K-A-A-N. D-U-K-A-A-N. You can also search that on appsumo.com. Now, Sumit talks about how we went from hoping to make $300 a month, which seemed like a lot of money, to making hundreds of thousands of dollars with an SEO business as well as with his latest product, and what the ecosystem of people and entrepreneurship is like in India. You're going to love this episode. Here's three gigantic things you're going to take away. One, what people don't know about India's entrepreneurship scene. This is really great. Number two, Sumit's biggest life lesson for people to succeed and stand out. Number three, and how has Sumit built and launched a million-dollar business in a weekend? This guy's good, man. I like him. Enjoy those three things, plus a bunch more ear nuggets along the way. Before we dive into the show, one of my very good friends, Sam Parr, who you've heard because he has my first million podcast, we featured him on this show. He also started The Hustle. He just opened up a new business, which I think is really interesting, called Hampton. You can check it out at joinhampton.com. If you're a CEO of a startup, there's a lot of things that you can't discuss with coworkers, like how to sell your company, how to let go of people, how to handle stress, money questions, and all types of things you just literally can't Google or find in ChatGPT. So last year, Sam Park quietly launched Hampton. It's a private and highly vetted network for startup and founder CEOs. They have a ton of big names that you'll 100% recognize. And if you're accepted in Hampton, you're put into an eight-person group that meets monthly with an executive coach. Almost think of it like business group therapy on steroids. Plus, they do dinners and events with hundreds of other members and have an online community. You can check it out. It's highly vetted. I could definitely recommend it. And for me, knowing people like Neville and Sam, Ramit, Tim, Ryan, a lot of people who you know their first names... Uh, has definitely changed the trajectory of my net worth as well as just my career and enjoying life. So joining groups like this, I can definitely recommend to you. Joinhampton.com. Also, remember to go subscribe to my YouTube channel. That's youtube.com slash okdork. We just released an awesome video about asking entrepreneurs with zero employees how they make millions of dollars a year. This was really, really surprising and interesting, and Sam is actually on that video. Plus, check out our calendar booking system, tidycal.com. This is growing so fast and so interesting. People are loving it, and they're using it for scheduling, getting paid for their scheduling if they want to have people pay to meet with them. It's only 29 bucks for life, and you can just use it for free right out of the gate. TidyCal.com. Use it for podcasting, meetings, clients, anything like that. Have your mom call you. I have her use TidyCal.com. Also, a special pre-show shout-out to listener. 
their little name is FHBS. Uh, Noah's podcast is the bomb. I've been following Noah for years. Guys got a great way of teaching you about business and marketing while keeping you entertained. I love you and every other one of you gorgeous listeners that's out there. Literally, this audience has the best looking people in the world. If you want to shout out a future episode, leave a review wherever you listen to this podcast and check every single one of them. So we're here today and do can, right? Pronounce it correctly. It's a, a really popular product on AppSumo. You've built it out in India. Yep. And I wanted to learn more in, in this episode of the podcast to just learn about the Indian entrepreneurship ecosystem. Right. So I think before, you know, getting into that Indian uh, specifically entrepreneurship, I think the whole India story has started uh, this decade, especially when, you know, uh, uh, companies like Geo has uh, made the internet super fast and like cheaply available for, uh, you know, like billions of people. So there are about like 600 to 700 million new internet users, which has been uh, uh, added. And these people have like a lot of time. A lot of time. Yeah. India is a time rich country where people would spend, you know, like insane amount of time to do something, seeking for, you know, convenience or, you know, those kind of things. So that kind of audience is just like top 1% or like 2% of the India. So if if you are actually like building something which you care about the monetization part, then that audience is like not more than 25 million max. In terms of people who could spend money. Yes. So tons of people in India are getting online. Yep. They have, they're rich, they're time rich, which I like that phrase. Someone said time millionaires. Yeah, that is correct. But they don't really spend a lot of money. Yep, they don't. Because is it they don't have a lot of money? No, they, they won't. Like, see, the whole India thing is like, you know, save money, save money, save money. That's what like my parents have told me or like even like I'm seeing like all the friends across they have like exactly same mentality. So it is super difficult to, you know, took out the money from Indian consumer's pocket. <laughs> be it a software, be it a food, be it anything. It's a price sensitive market. People would expect to pay like as less as they can versus, you know, the kind of uh, uh, quality expectation one would have is, you know, insane. Uh, so that's what, you know, the market is. Well, so let, let's try to un- understand it. What do you build for the American market? Do you build for the Indian market? How do your parents raise you? Um, I think there's a lot of things like should Americans be building for Indian consumers? Because at AppSumo, mm-hmm. there's just a lot of questions here. At AppSumo, we're seeing more and more of our customers come from India. More and more of our partners like yourself come from India. Yeah, because there are a lot of agencies uh, uh, which are available in India. And if I'm correct, like majority of the user base that AppSumo has is like maybe like individual freelancers or agencies. Yeah. So these are like small team, five people, 10 people working with like maybe like small uh, uh, local companies trying to generate them, uh, generate the leads for them, or maybe like the top one percent, the smartest one, they would be working with startup. Because my background is like I was running this agency called Rise Metric, which typically you used to work with, you know, uh, startups who have raised at least Series B. Okay. So there is that kind of audience as well, but that audience is like small, the one which has like capability of you know spending on the tech spe- uh, specifically. Uh, for rest of the uh, you know lifestyle things like people would spend on the fashion and food and all that that is pretty much uh, a normal like how it is in the US and so on how did your parents raise you and then how did you become an entrepreneur I guess I'm curious about the Indian culture around you know that you said they're saving they're not spending sometimes there's obviously generalizations so my like I'll give you backstory like my dad used to make like about like sixty dollars a month uh, from his job a month yes sixty dollar max like hundred dollars. What was he doing? Typical earning of, you know, uh, if you are living in a village of India. So my hometown, for example, has less than 4,000 population. And what was your dad doing for work? He used to work in a, uh, in a place where, you know, like all these marriages, the weddings, the wedding venue. He was the manager over there. 
Oh, really? Yeah. And he, he like previously used to work in the clothes shop, right? Uh, which which was of my uncle's shop or something like that. So yeah, like for his whole life, he has been, you know, uh, uh, someone who is working in like small mom and pop stores or like uh, being a manager like here and there and so on. Uh, so my childhood has been, you know, like study, study, study. You don't have like anything else to do in life. You don't play. You don't do anything at all. You need to ask for the permission, even if you want to, you know, like go out of uh, the town or so on. So that was my childhood. That you are like super, you know, studious guy who is always trying to chase for the first rank in the school. Even if you come second, then you are, you know, like father will be unhappy that why you came second. Why, you, why, 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 why couldn't you rank first? When I made, you know, like this much struggle, I'm, you know, putting you in a nice school. Uh, so that's, that's the, the mentality uh, of, you know, Indian parents. What do you remember from that childhood? Like what's a story that comes to mind or uh, a lesson learned about how you observed your dad? I think like, like I, I think a couple of days back only I was uh, watching this Instagram reel uh, and, and the reel was difficult, difficult uh, times create that strong men. And I think like that was the exact time that I was in. Because uh, for example, when I started my engineering, right? I'm seeing that like a couple of my friends are using Nokia N95 phone, which costs you about like 16,000 uh, uh, rupees, like 400 dollars or something like that. Versus what I was getting per week was $5. That's it. To, you know, have the breakfast and like have, have all those things and all that. My beginning of the entrepreneurship, it was not a, you know, dream or anything. The whole objective was I just want to make money. I don't care like how. Now, the uh, 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 thing is like I was in, uh, I was a computer science uh, engineering student and, and I, I knew like how to code HTML and CSS. So the way my entrepreneurship started is, you know, like I started going out in the MIDCs, which is the industrial area uh, near your college. I used to, you know, like take out my cycle, drive like four kilometers a day, uh, go door to door asking people, hey, do you want a website? Johan, Johan, you would go to companies and just ask them if they want a website. Yes, correct. Door to door. And these are like not companies. These are traditional Indian businesses. For example, somebody who is selling resins, uh, you know, the spice. So, so for, for instance, like the, the first website that I designed, I remember the, the name, pujaagro.com, right? Uh, he was the resins guy. Uh, and then he gave me like about $120. For designing a website. Now here's the thing: that hundred and twenty dollars, it is as like good as you know fourth year of engineering. Just in case if you get a placement in one of the companies that comes to your college for the recruitment. So I was on the seventh cloud. That look, I am studying in the first year, and I'm making you know like two hundred dollars per month, and I'm the smartest kid in the class. So that's the zone that I was in until a point during one competition, intercollege competition. I met this interesting guy who claims that he's making $3,000 a month. Now that was unbelievable for me because I didn't know you can make money in US dollars staying in India. So I asked him two questions. First, show me the proof that you are making $3,000 a month because for me, it's unbelievable. And generally what I've seen is like Indians lie a lot when it comes to, you know, revealing the earning that, hey, how much, how much do you make? He'll just say like, okay, I, I make like five times more than, you know, what I'm actually making. So. He quickly, you know, logged into his PayPal account and I could verify that, you know, this guy has been getting like $100, $200 uh, transactions from uh, US and, you know, like whatnot, countries and so on. So it was clear that he was, you know, uh, being real. The second question was obvious. What exactly you do? Pretty much like you keep asking people like how, how you, you know, became rich and like what exactly you do and so on. So for that question, he told me that he's running his technology blog, which has a Google page rank of three and which gets about like 200,000 visitors a month, right? And he was making $3,000 a month from, you know, like various sponsored posts, affiliate marketing, Google AdSense and whatnot and so on. But for me, 
the point of realization was this guy is not even stepping outside his hostel room. He's making 10 times more money than me. And his revenue is just like growing like crazy. So I said like, boss, I'm, I'm going to shut down this website designing business completely. I'm going to start my own blog. Uh, what happened after that? Like I won't go into like much detail, but in the fourth year of engineering, I was one of the biggest affiliate for this company, Hostgator, which I'm sure you must have heard of. Yeah, I know. They're in Austin. Fifteen, twenty thousand dollars a month in commissions. So this was you were making fifteen to twenty thousand dollars a month. Yes, correct. This is in the fourth year of engineering. Uh, so that's when I realized like money is something which is just growing as a number. So I don't have to you know worry about money at all. Let's take a step back here. I think there's a lot about India, and it's just it's interesting to learn. What did your parents dream for you? And one, one call it I got to say about dreams is that I think in life, we sometimes don't know the next levels that are available to us. Yeah. Like until you met that guy, it was hard to realize, to dream that like I can make 10, 100, 1000, whatever this is, dollars a month sitting at my chair. Absolutely. And I think that's true for like relationships, ourselves. And it's good to at least either be around it or read about it or go on YouTube, whatever that is, or podcasts so that you can realize like, holy shit, I can have whatever life I want to have. So that's amazing that, yeah. do you ever thank this guy? Or are you still friends with him? Yeah, I'm still friends with him. And um, so you're in college. How did you make $15,000 a month doing a HostGator affiliate? So so next day when I started my own blog, uh, I didn't have the liberty of, you know, uh, uh, spending like millions of dollars on the ads to drive the traffic and so on, which left me with only one option that how do I drive uh, visitors organically? So then I started learning about, you know, what is SEO, how exactly Google decides to rank, you know, specific keywords uh, uh, for, you know, website A versus website B and so on. And everything I learned by Google search itself, or maybe like going on the YouTube, trying to see like videos and so on, just kept doing like more and more and more and figured out that, okay, like this is the the, the pattern and this is like really working. And I think that's, that's exactly that experience came uh, uh, for the rescue when I like this uh, got done with the college and uh, got the job. Actually, I didn't want to get the job at all. The job was, you know, $300 per month. It's called a cap, uh, company called Capgemini. The reason why I had to take a job is because although I was making, you know, like thousands of dollars per month, my dad was thinking that I'm betting on IPL. Well, IPL is, you know, uh, the, the, the cricket tournament uh, of India. Like He thought you were betting on sports. So your dad thought you were gambling? Yeah, I, like dad thought like I'm gambling since I'm, you know, uh, 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 showing him this much money, which he hasn't seen for his entire life. And then it becomes, you know, like super frustrating to explain like, okay, you're not doing something illegal. So let's, you know, let's go away from the parents and let's, you know, go go get a job in move. Now that, that was my first job, Capgemini, which I think I left within two months. And you were making $300 a month there. Yeah, like it, it just, you know, like one of the reasons was uh, uh, that he didn't believe that what would I do. Second reason was you won't get a girl if you don't get a real job. I don't know like whatever shit you are doing, but you can't justify this thing to girls father that you know i'm making money from internet because he's same stupid right so that's that's a situation which forced me to you know get a real job so two two things there we i asked you earlier i'm curious what was your parents dream for you what did they want you to do just you know like make more money that's it it's no dream as such but either computer uh, like uh, the engineer or either doctor it's either of that apart from that like the, there's no third thing which exists in, in in life for them i guess yeah I guess they, you know, sometimes our parents don't even know what's possible, right? Or they can't, you know, dream uh, as big as m maybe we can. I think there's something interesting, um, Sumit, which I'm reflecting on for a lot of us, which is like the voice in our head and then how much our parents planted seeds of good and bad in that voice. And they had good intentions. Yeah, they have, they have intentions, but they don't want you to experiment at all. For example, even if, you know, the whole India appreciates Sachin Tendulkar, which is one of the, the most popular yeah. cricket, man, cricket player. 
Sachin Sachin Tendulkar, like millions of followers, super uh, successful. People do appreciate him, but they don't want their son to, you know, follow that path and, uh, 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 you know, start choosing the career options in the sports. Because they know that, like, it is highly uncertain that he will make to that, you know, big extent. So why not to try something which is proven, which is go get a real job, which is maybe like $200, $300. That's what it is like standard for the engineers. What do most Americans not realize about living in India or the Indian like entrepreneurship scene? Because I think that's, that's definitely something I'm curious about. Because we're seeing a lot at AppSumo.com, which Dukan is on it. Mm-hmm. And I'll give a, a quick plug. I think it'll still be on by the time it comes out. But if you're looking to launch an e-commerce site, mm-hmm. you know, Dukan's on AppSumo. I think it's like 69 bucks for life. Yep. And I do later want to hear about your AppSumo experience. But like, what do most Americans not get about what's going on in India? I don't think like they care. Like as long as, especially like speaking from the context of Dukan, as long as your product does what it says or like solves the problem, they don't care like whether it is being built in India or like Australia or anywhere in the world at all. Mm. So we don't have to like interact with all these people because we know like what what we uh, like what problem we are solving. We have done it for like many times for for you know rest of the companies when we were uh, running the digital marketing agency. So I think like world is pretty much same, uh, especially like if if you are considering the generic solutions like Dukan, for example, who is just you know helping people launch the e-commerce site. So yeah, I don't see like like generic audience like how how do they perceive companies which are being built in india and so on but definitely another tg which i keep uh, uh, you know uh, uh, talking frequently is like all the investors and so on so they are super optimistic and like super positive about india because the digital story is just beginning and like you know like this is like what china used to be uh, like 20 years back so they know like there are like unlimited unlimited opportunities to invest in indian tech companies who knows you know like uh, 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 they could become like tomorrow's Alibaba or like something like that. So from that perspective, I think there is a huge uh, interest in the VC world to to invest in Indian companies. Yeah, it's interesting you say that now. Ankur Nagpal, who's one of my my buddies, he yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, he created Teachable. He's actually he, um, I invested um, in his re- recent fund. Mm-hmm. I put five thousand dollars in. People like invest. I put five k, which is you know, it's, it's not zero. Yeah, and but it's interesting. I get his updates and. He's been investing in a lot of Indian companies. I just realized that as you said it. Like a lot of his companies are like, this is in India and there's not as much competition. There is this whole group of Ankur, right? Like there is Shan Puri, uh, there is Ryan Hoover. Yeah. All these people, like I like at least I gave them gave them like at least 10 to 15 deeds. So yeah, they're like super active in India. And the kind of valuations that Indian companies have, it's, it's you know, peanuts as compared to, you know, like what uh, equivalent is there in US and so on. There's also a lot of smart people in India, yep. right? You have a, a lot of engineers, a lot of people available. Do you do more of your marketing and business towards Indian consumers or global or American? How do you think about that? So, so far, it has been like India until like six months back. And that's exactly where like I discovered uh, that, okay, like we have to launch an app some more. That is the quickest way for us to get in front of, you know, like millions of people. Uh, and I don't know like which country the attraction is going to come from. So what's the point of, you know, like me spending like a lot of effort and time figuring out like whether I should launch in Australia or whether I should launch in US. Uh, That was the whole objective of, you know, launching on on AppSumo and it worked like brilliantly well for us. The focus in the long term is going to be US market market because even if I look at Shopify's, you know, numbers and all that. So so to give you an idea of scale, Shopify India has about like 340 Shopify plus customers, which is their uh, enterprise plan. 340. 340. That's it. In US, that number is 16,600. So that's how, you know, like the big US market is. So I think the Indian companies would, would you know, flourish or like become like super successful only if, you know, they, they, they try to, you know, sell in US. That's that's the, that's one I, a read I could 
you know get and even like companies like Freshworks and Zoho and all the uh, all those they have proved that you know build in India sell to the world uh, uh, works like beautiful well. What's the downside of building in India? I don't see any downside at all. Uh, the only thing that you need to figure out, especially if you are going after like enterprise SaaS, then the sales part. Uh, if you crack that, and then I think like sky's the limit. Apart from that, at least like I haven't you know experienced anything like firsthand. Uh, so maybe like six months down the line, I'll I'll be sharing my experience of you know uh, what's the downside side of uh, you know building in India when your whole focus is going to be on, on US market. What is the Indian mentality? about how you're running your company, how you're running your business. And what do you think more Americans can learn from the Indian culture and Indian, like, uh, an Indian advantage, I would say? I think the Indians now have started realizing their actual true potential. Because, see, like, five years back, if a smart IITian, which is, like, a Stanford equivalent from, from India, I would say, if, if you give him two options that, hey, do you want to start your own company or do you want to work in, like, U.S. company, he will always say that I want to go in U.S. and, you know, get, like, 200K, 300K kind of salaries. But now that situation has like reversed. Here people are saying that, okay, like I'm going to try uh, uh, to build my own things in India, maybe like for two years, three years. If that doesn't work out, then I'll probably still stay in India because I know a US company uh, who pre previously wanted me to be there uh, uh, physically. Now is hiring me, you know, as, as work from home. So that world is like flat and Indian smart people who previously used to get paid like less are now getting paid, you know, like what, what they uh, deserve. So at least for that, you know, working segment or like uh, 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 the way somebody thinks about entrepreneurship, that is all time high. And even like, uh, I think like la since last year, uh, uh, television shows like Shark Tank India has started for the first time. Now I know like my dad keeps asking me, oh, this is how you have raised funding. Acha, you went on the stage. Did you say that I want this much money? So he who previously like never even, you know, uh, uh, appreciated, the, appreciated the thought of starting a company. Now, keep saying that, hey, why don't you, you know, start your own business? So that's the uh, shift that has happened or, or, or is happening, which is a good way, a good, good, I think, in a way. I will notice, are you married now? I just got married two months back. So you didn't get a job and you found a wife. <laughs> she actually <laughs> work, works with me. She has been working with me for the three years. What did your dad say about it? Was he like, oh, okay, it's fine? Oh, again, like the interesting story on the wedding friend as well, right? Like, so my, my uh, religion is uh, Jain, right? So first five years, dad just kept forcing me saying, you know, like you have to get married with the Jain girl only, which is like within your religion. But then like somebody told my dad that your son is dating Italian girl. And then she's like, okay, you get married, but girl has to be Indian. It doesn't matter like which religion she belongs to. Right. So that <laughs> universe has expanded for me and you won't believe like how, you know, happy I was about that particular thing that, okay, like now I have freedom to get married with like an Indian girl. So you married a, an Indian non-Jain. Yes. And how's dad? I think like as long as people see that you are successful, they won't complain at all. If if you are like a struggler, then they will, of course, keep saying that, hey, like I told you to do this. Why, do you, why, why don't you listen to me? And you know, all those kind of things. So yeah, that, that's how well, I What's your mom's role in all of this? Mom's role is she's like super strict when it comes to, you know, uh, uh, forcing me to study. So she'll wake me up at like 5 a.m. She'll like forcefully ask me to like study until like 9 a.m. Again, like go to the classes. So she's the one who is, you know, like that headmaster of the class, uh, uh, school. But who's like, you know, strict and you are like scared. Uh, so that that was uh, uh, her role. And dad is, you know, like the the high court judge or something. Like if you fuck up something, then then only that case will go to the dad. And like he's even like super angry. 
So that was my childhood that you're always angry that if you don't study, then uh, things, things will not turn good for you. you. You mentioned that your parents want you to be successful. What is success to you? I think like the definition of success just keeps changing for me. What, what I love is like whatever I love to do. I have like full time of doing the same thing. Like even if you ask me to work for like 16 hours and just keep building the dukan, I'll, I'll do that. Because like, see, like I got married like two months back. I haven't been on the honeymoon yet because it's a crucial time. Uh, you know, like how the external environment is. And I said like, okay, like this is uh, uh, important time and I have to be here and, uh, you know, look after the business and so on. So I think uh, for me, success is, you know, like maybe a last incident that I can tell you, like one of the core team members uh, who started working with me, he called me one day like drunk saying, you know, like, Sumit, like because of you, I am able to afford this hotel, right? If I would have came to this place two years back, then I wouldn't even, you know, dare to go inside because I know that like I don't have money. Now, just because you, like people are, you know, uh, getting what they want. I think like nothing makes me like more happier than uh, that. So for me, like the success is okay. Like there are like a lot of people who are uh, happy just because, you know, uh, you gave them opportunity to work with you and like build the meaningful things and so on. Yeah, it's interesting because I think what I've noticed about success is everyone labels others. Yeah. But it's more important to how do we define it internally? Mm-hmm. Right. I, I, you know, and, it, and I think you're right. It does change. Yeah. You know, I think ultimately a lot of people would probably say success to some extent is being able to live the life they actually want to live, like work how they want to live, where they want to live, who they want to work with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that part probably is, is varies. And, and over the period of time, like you get, you know, smarter and smarter and smarter. Because I remember this incident uh, when I was in like second year or like third year of engineering. I asked like one of my senior uh, uh, who got graduated and who was working uh, in Infosys that how's life? Then he's like, oh, I'm working on a Disney project and my manager is about to, uh, uh, you know, send me to Germany. And for me, the definition of success back then was like, how do I go to Germany? Or how do I go in like any country outside India? But once I traveled like one country and like one, two, three, four, five, then I realized like, okay, like anybody can travel just like that. So that definition of success, you know, uh, uh, changed like something else. Back in like college days, like I wanted to buy a bike. I bought it with my own money. But then the definition of success changed to that. Hey, I want Honda City. You want, you want what? Honda City, the, the, the four-wheeler uh, I got. When I got Honda City, then you, you dream or uh, definition of success becomes like, how do I buy, buy a BMW? Then you realize like it is, you know, just materialistic thing. Uh, then, then, you know, like how do I, you know, start investing in startup or something? Because here, like you become like more wiser. You know that it's a dead investment. It's not going to give you any returns and so on. So it just, you know, like keeps changing uh, as you get like, or, or keep meeting like more and more smart people, get like new perspective of, you know, looking at like particular thing and so on. Yeah, it's also a balance of not chasing, right? Like I think chasing external and I think it's, you know, finding at peace with internal, which is a, it's, you know, it's a 40 year problem I've been working on. <laughs> I think people used to outsource to India, right? That, that was the thing. And now it's like India is just insourcing itself. And, I, you know, maybe the parallel of that is like, on YouTube, I could promote another product or I could promote my own product. I think India is like, yo, we could actually do it ourselves. Yeah. But I, and I, I, I've been, you know, working with Indians, Pakistanis, Filipinos, I think since 2006, seven. What's interesting though, and I, I'm curious what's making this change is that I think historically, and this is, you know, generalization, but historically when I've worked with Indians, they're very much like, tell me what to do and I'm just going to do that. Hmm. But I, I'm wondering what's shifting in the culture where the Indians are like, and then that was the historical, I think, complaint. Like, oh, you sent the Indians, but like, and this is broad. Hmm. But I mean, most CEOs of the top companies in America are Indian, right? That's an interesting thing. And the Indians that I'm, we're working with and, and noticing now, it's like they're thinking much more strategically and much more, they're like, we're not following rules anymore. Yep. 
So I'm wondering what what's happening, and obviously it's broad, but like culturally, what's going on, or what's happening uh, in India that's empowering. It seems like a, a great great thing for the Indian culture, and maybe I'm wrong, but I'm curious your take on that. Yeah, so I think like the outsourcing culture was there. I think like maybe like five years, ten years before when we didn't have like any experience of you know working with the u.s people who have like a lot of money who would be paying you like much more as compared to you know your indian peers and so on what indians have started realizing over the period of time that you know the value of their work is being sold for like much higher in u.s mm. take a small you know a, a small agency from Ahmedabad who used to do or like provide this call center support used to make like say 200 dollars 300 dollars per day now realize that okay like i can run the facebook ads it's still six hours investment for me, but I can make like $3,000. So should I take a stand that, okay, like boss, I'm super busy or this is the way that I'm going to work. This is how much it's going to cost you. Because he has seen that this guy has money. He's making like 10 times more than me and he's still expecting me to get paid less. So that's what I told you that the world has like become like more flat. The engineer who, who previously, you know, used to work for like $20,000, $25,000 uh, salary now he's expecting $80,000 salary. Why? Because he got to know that, okay, like, I'm also coding the same way. The guy, like, the, the, the next US company don't want me to be, like, physically present over there. So why should not I take that opportunity of, you know, making $80,000 uh, $80, versus uh, a beast again, like, $25,000. So I, I think, like, for most of the people, at the end of the day, it's all about money, especially for, you know, uh, 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 the working class, who's, you know, like, maybe, mm -hmm. like, once you got graduated, then for the next like four years, five years, six years, you want to make money, you want to buy a house for your parents and so on. So people just get greedy. Uh, greed. Like I know like some of my juniors who got like five times of the salary of, you know, their previous uh, company just because like there is like huge inbound money, like especially, you know, soft bank and money kind of, you know, uh, situation coming to India, like a lot of tech companies are being built and the race is against time. For all the Indian tech companies, they want to prove that, you know, they can build like uh, super successful businesses within the short time. Although like a lot of them are not able to do it. Uh, but yeah, that's that's the mentality. Now, let's, let's talk about your business currently. And then, you know, I, I'm curious a few things around that. So what ha whatever happened with this affiliate blog, the, the HostGator one? Which I sold. I sold on Empire Flippers or something. Where, where, you sold on Empire Flippers? Empire Flippers, I guess. And how much did you sell it for? Uh, I think it was like somewhere around 300k or something like that 300k yes that is correct so you're basically like the richest guy in india is what you're telling me not richest guy for sure but if, if you say that richest student yes i i i i, I would say that like at least like in, uh, people who are making money from 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 their co college days what's the lesson in, in all of that is the lesson to be around other people that are you know interesting or trying things is it to do things yourself and learn Feels like there's there's some good stuff in that in that specific experience. For me, like even the biggest learning was like the college is not important at all, especially the Indian you know curriculum and all that. It doesn't add like any value at all in life. In fact, my brother who was studying in the engineering, I told him that quit engineering in the first year of engineering itself, start learning the SEO. Even he started you know making like twenty five thirty thousand dollars a month from Amazon affiliate. So biggest lesson lesson for me was like college is meaningless. It's it's not going to you know give you uh, anything. But there has to be, you know, uh, that spark in you that you are ready to go to any extent till you get what you want. That is what I think like most of the people don't have. Or maybe like what they expect is like, uh, since, you know, like a lot of YouTubers keep quoting that, hey, like I made $10,000 within a month and so on. So they feel that it's easy. Nobody tells you that, okay, it's, it's you know, that's how they make money by teaching others like how to make money. 
I think. <laughs> it's it always like, it's always funny. Yeah. Um, well, let's talk about Ducan. Mm-hmm. It's on AppSumo. I'm not, you know, are you comfortable sharing numbers at all? Last time we sold like about 3,000, I guess, premium licenses. You did 3,000. And then how much revenue did you generate for yourself? Uh, for ourselves, it was $125,000 or $130,000. This was the first. Now the second launch is already happening. Like uh, it's already ongoing. See, see, see the, the most important point, even if you would have paid me like $0, I would have still accepted the deal. For me, the whole idea was like, I just wanted to see whether international people are going to use Dukan or no. That's it. So for me, it was a market research. The first AppSumo launch. Or, you know, get your first thousand users pretty quickly. Now, if I try to, you know, get all those users from Facebook ads and Google ads, I know that it is going to take like huge amount of time. I don't have, you know, like that much time to, you know, keep experimenting and like get all these people and so that. So why not to, you know, uh, go with AppSumo? Plus, I think like I knew all the numbers of InVideo, which is like one of my portfolio company. Uh, so they did like exceptionally well. I think like that's the biggest deal on AppSumo so far, right? Now let's let's unpack some of those things. That's what, that what people in podcast world say. So one, congratulations. Thank you. That's uh, I mean, I think with AppSumo when we started it, you know, 13 years ago, it was you know people are making products, and we can do the marketing, and it's cool that we can connect these people that make products and customers and customers that want deals, and it's uh, it's been an amazing journey. How how much did it cost for you to kind of get built? How long did it take for you to build the first version? And who should be buying Ducan? So for anyone listening, mm-hmm. that might be an ideal customer even. So anybody who has the intent of, you know, starting an online business, Dukan is a platform. So think of it like an operating system, right? Uh, VCs can use it. Students can use it. A D2C brand can use it. Anybody who wants to sell online. Using your mobile phone. You don't even need to be in front of, you know, desktop or laptop or anything as such. You try to set up a store using Shopify and then you will realize that it's it's not meant for mobile at all. And that's where like my bet is that in the long term, everything is going to be like mobile only. Because 20 years back, when Shopify was building Shopify, they didn't know that like future of commerce is going to be like mobile. Uh, and when I say like mobile, for the sellers, it's all about the convenience of, you know, creating your store, customizing the store, adding, you know, like multiple things to your store or maybe like processing your orders, accepting the payments. Every single thing has to happen on the mobile. Which is not the case with Shopify, and that's that was the thought that okay, like let's let's build the first prototype. It took me forty hours. That's it. Four people sitting in the room. It was a peak lockdown, uh, and we had nothing to do uh, in life, like whole time in the life. So yeah, it was accidental. Like even the name Dukan, which means shop, it was supposed to be a placeholder, but now we obtained the trademark for that most generic word, which is like insane, right? There is a company in US. I'm sure you have heard of Spin. Uh, they have trademarked the word Spin. So on Amazon, you are not allowed to use the word spin bike. You have to say indoor cycling bike. Oh, wow. Hold on, well, take a step back. So was this during COVID you thought of the idea? Yep, yep. And you noticed that mobile shopping was tough with Shopify. And that was the, that was the problem? Setting up the store using mobile phone on Shopify is impossible. Despite, you know, you are a techie, you know everything, you are using iPhone, but India doesn't use iPhone. India uses, you know, like $100 smartphone or maybe like $120 smartphone. That is the, the reality. Plus, if you go to like normal businesses, you won't find like people using, you know, desktops or laptops or anything at all. Barely like 1% people have the desktop or laptop uh, uh, in their physical store. So yeah, that's the reality of India. That software is not going to work because things are not happening on the mobile. And the need of an hour was, how do I get back in the business? The stores are shut, the streets are empty, the consumers are not going out of home. Uh, it's a strict lockdown. There are like cops all over. So how do I sell online? That was like, I was just, you know, present at right time at right uh, 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 location. 
And yeah, that's how like the, the basic, you know, first prototype I think we launched within 48 hours. It was simple Android application. All you have to do is just verify your phone number. So one, that's awesome. And then so you had the idea. How long did it take to go from idea to the product? 48 hours. That's it. 48 hours. I love So the weekend. Yes, it's a weekend. Like it's a weekend hackathon. And as I said to you, like when when we find something interesting, we don't even care that, okay, like I haven't slept for like three hours, four, four hours. I was like, we need to go and like push this app on production within like two days. Uh, and then initially that, okay, like we have submitted the app uh, uh, on the Play Store, but it's going to take like three to four days for the approval. I said like, no, we can't wait. Start distributing the APKs in the groups of Facebook. Because there are like thousands of people asking for, you know, like how do I sell online? Half of them don't even have the GST number, which is uh, technically required if somebody wants to sell on the Amazon. So it was clear that there is no option for, you know, like millions of sellers because uh, the internet number says that there are about 60 million SMEs in India. So I said, like, forget about 60 million. Market is huge. How huge? I don't care. Who was your first customer? Uh, first customer, like, for the first 14 months, it was completely free. Because within uh, the app went live, I think within two days, I had three term sheets from Sequoia, from Lightspeed and Metrics. It was a $6 million round. Uh, we raised, like, $6 million and then, you know, uh, started growing even aggressively. The kind of examples that that blew my mind was like somebody who was selling goats online. So there is the festival Eid, uh, if you remember. So somebody literally created a store of, you know, selling goats. Now I said like, I wasn't expecting, you know, this guy to go online and sell. Then another example was like someone who does all these uh, 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 religious things of, you know, puja and, you know, those kind of things if, if you have uh, read about uh, Indians. So that guy, and he was like 63 years old. Now imagine you haven't even like stepped out of your uh, room and a 63 years old grandpa is capable of setting up his e-commerce store. So there is absolutely like something, uh, 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 you know, bigger uh, uh, on the stakes. That's how, you know, it started. And I couldn't get the chance to, you know, like go through like each and every single store because we were getting like almost 60,000 downloads per day. So imagine like at least like 25, 30,000 stores being created every single day. That's how the the uh, the big market uh, India is. That's amazing. And then I think for people that are out there, what was the cost to like hire an engineer in India? What's the cost of like the to run the business in India? Oh no, so it it depends, right? Like if you are in the second tier, third tier cities of uh, cities of India, then you are paying how much? Like hundred and fifty dollar, two hundred dollars per month salary to engineer. That's it for an engineer. Yes, engineer who will be helping you with like e commerce and you know all those things and so on. Yeah, like tell me, tell me, like the. I guess I'm curious the cost of your team. So my team, like my team, was like uh, different because I was building like different uh, uh, SaaS product called Ranks. It it competes with the likes of Ahrefs and Moz and so on. So the kind of engineers that I have, I would say like they're in like top one percent of India. Like someone who is capable of tracking three hundred million keywords a month on Google against their search position. So that was the the talent that I have. But for for normal businesses, you don't need like that top one percent. You can, for for you, like even the guy who knows like how to use Canva or, you know, like Photoshop kind of tool. Because how to use, you know, those tools. For instance, like a couple of days back, I saw a store, uh, offline store uh, in Bangalore who printed this whole board and then he forgot to, you know, remove the watermark. So imagine like a store name says like blah, 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 powered by Canva. So he didn't even know like how to remove that and, you know, uh, stick it on, on the store. So that's that's the kind of people audience. We are speaking about here. But you can hire an engineer. Like a good, how much does a good engineer in India cost right now? Uh, a good engineer, it's it's not hiring, it's bidding. If if you have a capabilities, then there are companies who are ready to throw like any money at you. Uh, 
uh, I, I'll personally tell you, like my iOS engineer, his salary was like 12 lakh rupees or something. He got an offer of 72 lakh. How much is that? What is that in dollars? So he had like 20, 20K per year salary. He got an offer 100K within like seven months of working experience. That's it. And that's like in India, that must be insane. Yeah, in India, like, even in India, there are like about 100 plus unicorns, right? Uh, so everybody's like having like shit ton of money to spend on the right talent. So the moment, you know, a particular resource comes for the, comes in the market that, hey, like, I'm bored of my, this job, you will find that, okay, like you got one offer. Now you show that offer to like three other companies. By default, your salary is like triple at least. How can people hire Indian talent? Because it does feel like even 100K compared to America still can be more affordable. Like how do you find great talent in, in India? That's something which individual companies have to, you know, or, or have their own strategic, uh, strategic ways. The way we hire is, uh, uh, you know, like whichever people that we have work, worked with in the last 10 years, we've, we got them first, then ask their, their contracts to, to get. So in, in Dukan, like everybody knows like everybody else that they have. So I think that's the, the culture that we have built versus like a lot of people would use like consultancies and agencies or maybe like run the LinkedIn ads and so on. So that, that, that's how like it, it works on the hiring. And then do you recommend more SaaS companies to be on AppSumo? What's the, the pros and cons of being on AppSumo? There is no con at all, I would say. Like why, why would, why would, like especially if you are just starting up and you just want like quick validation of, you know, like whatever MVP that you have built, which you think that people can uh, uh, pay money, money to. I don't see like any point that why somebody should not, you know, be on AppSumo. It should made, it should be like made mandatory for each company to, you know, go on AppSumo and get like thousand users, at least from investors standpoint, right? Companies would come to me saying, you know, like Sumit, here is my idea and so on. And we have, we are going to do this, 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 this. But I can't wait, you know, till, you know, six months or eight months and I can't fund him upfront either. What I need to see is like, okay, like you are, you at least got like 500 paying users. And I know like how difficult it is to get that number in India. Cause as remember, I told you like Indians don't pay for the software at all. Forget about paying for the software. They don't pay for even like operating system. I remember my childhood days where I used to remember this, you know, pirated key of the, uh, 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 you know, window, windows that used to be considered as, you know, one of the, uh, uh, smart boy. Hey, he, this guy remembers, you know, the whole key, uh, uh, you know, just like that. So yeah, that's, that's the market, uh, uh, you know, that you are building for. It is like super impossible to take money out of, you know, pocket from, uh, uh Indian consumer. <laughs> and then, then they have just like one way left, like launch on AppSumo. Interesting. So the AppSumo overall has been great. And look, I didn't know if it was going to be great. We definitely have partners that are like, ah, you know, you know, complain. For us, it's like, hey, we, it's free. We promote you. We help package it. And then we give you money. We give, you know, the customers are awesome. Most of them. Yep. How is Ducan doing today? Pretty amazing. Uh, we just onboarded second biggest customer of Shopify India. The first one is already experimenting. Third and fourth will be going live within the next two weeks. So first, second, third, fourth biggest customer of India is leaving their 20 years old platform, moving to two years old Dukan, just for the one reason that their conversion rates has gone up three digit. What does that mean is like if somebody is doing like $50 million in GMV, their GMV would double overnight without doing anything at all. It is interesting. One thing you're getting me to think about, Sumit, is just how to have an advantage in life. And I think what a lot of times, all of us don't take advantage of our advantages. And you're like, well, and I was thinking about you. You're in India. Guess who knows India better than me? You. Guess who? We're Sh- Shopify's in Ottawa, Canada. You know, like no shame, no shade on them, but they'll know American Canadian markets better. Yep. And it's like, okay, you can win easier. You have Indian. You, you can go to these Indian customers yourself. Yep. 
you know, it's, it's a much better advantage. Um, and you know, the Indian market better than that. So I love that you're kind of winning in that area too. How, how do you think, you know, even for AppSumo, how can we attract more Indian customers? Do we need to do better payments? Cause that's something that we've been trying to do better of. And it, it's been, it's been challenging, even though we have a, a good amount of Indian partners and, uh, consumers, I'm specifically interested in the consumer side, but, but the market is still huge, like super huge. Like if I speak with like, say, uh, so I've invested in like more than 26 companies this year. I keep telling like all these founders, especially the one who are building in the SaaS, that, hey, why don't you launch on AppSumo? Half of them still don't even know. See, the kind of audience that knows uh, uh, AppSumo is like somebody who already is be, uh, in the agency business or something. Versus there is like huge, uh, 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 you know, disjoint audience who is like pure techie, who doesn't know any marketing at all. You want to tap into that audience. How do we, how do we find them? It's simple, right? Like you find like influencers who, who are, you know, influencing that community. Like for example, in Bangalore, I can tell you like 10, 15 name, uh, where like most of these new companies would be following all these people. They'll keep doing like small events, like every single or, or every now and then and so on. And I think like that's just one time activity for you, right? If you sponsor like a couple of offline events or something like that, I think you don't have to spend any efforts on sourcing the good quality products at all. Cause that is being built in India at the speed of light as we speak. For example, I met somebody uh, in the flight uh, this morning in Chennai. He said, like, we, we launched like two years back and we are currently at about $3 million ARR, completely bootstrapped. And I didn't even like know about this company at all. Right. Uh, so huge number of companies uh, which are being built. So that's like one uh, for, 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 you know, acquiring the, the, the product, products, uh, uh, I guess. On the consumer front, I think like it's a huge market, right? Like right from your college student to an Instagram influencer. For example, uh, uh, there is, you know, at least like 30,000, 40,000 girls who are selling like scrunchies online. What? The something that they, they, they wear in the hair. Okay. Right. It costs more like $2, $5 and $10 and so on. Now that is the whole audience who has started creating their businesses. Now businesses might need, need the tools, but they don't have like a lot of money to invest, but they don't know about apps more. Hmm. How do, how do we enable more Indian customers to purchase online? Because that still feels like a big challenge. Like the pricing is too high potentially for Indian customers. No, 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 no. Like, see, like, see the, the first thing is like, what alternative they have? If not AppSumo, then what alternative that I have for, you know, doing like particular thing? The problem is they don't know about AppSumo. They have been looking around, you know, for that particular kind of solutions, but then they land on the original companies. For example, if, if, if I'm an Instagram influencer who just started my Dukan store and who is doing like, say, uh, $1,000 per month in sale, now my next challenge is to, I want to uh, add like chatbots and everything to my Dukan store. Now, what I'm going to do is like, I'm simply going to go on Google and search for, uh, uh, you know, website chat widget or something like that. The very first 10 results that I'm going to see, those will be of intercom and drift and so on. Versus I know that there is like, I, like I, I, I as a consumer don't know that like there is a platform called AppSumo where I can find the similar quality products for like $14 literally, which is something which I can afford right away. Yeah. But when Intercom charges me like $150, then I was like, boss, this is the business I'm doing per day. I can't, you know, spend that kind of money. Yeah. What, where is there, I guess I was asking specifically two questions. One, is there any payment options that we need to enable for the Indian market? No, payment option is not a problem at all. Because the like, if you want to buy like any of the product that is listed on the AppSumo, then you need to be in that kind of uh, or, or uh, person of user who at least have the credit card or debit card. Growing because you don't have Indian payment methods. No, that's not true at all. You are not growing because like people don't know that there is a you know Amazon of softwares where I can find everything for for like 
pretty cheap rates and uh, you know use use it for so so i think the the problem is the branding part not you know uh, 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 reaching to to the to the people who actually matter to you how would you do if we wanted to reach you know 10000 new buyers in india mm-hmm. you know people are agencies coaches freelancers solopreneurs how how would you think about the marketing of that how would you find those people pick five five from each of this category make a offline event of them because these five have like thousands of followers who are exactly trying to build the businesses like them right now once the guy comes on the stage and says that okay like it was a struggle for me to start my online business but then appsmo came for the rescue i found like you know these 3546 softwares for 200 dollars which is the initial investment anybody can do but the options that they currently see is like $2,000 per month because that's where, you know, the marketing money goes and like the Google keeps showing the ads and so on. So you don't get visibility at all. Although I have a need, I am ready to spend like the kind of, uh, uh, you know, prices that you are charging. $1,469 is not much at all. No. They can easily afford, you know, that kind of money, you know, uh, 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 pricing for sure. That's cool, man. Lifetime, right? Here I'm, I'm considering paying like for per month. Then people would, would, would you know, like step back. But you are giving like gold. For, it's insane yeah. deals. Yeah, they are insane. Yeah. Sumit, this has been awesome. It's been cool to learn about the Indian uh, entrepreneurship, the stories of your family, your success. You know, sometimes I think in business, especially especially when you work online, you sit at this desk. I was talking to my friend earlier this morning I work with. You know, I, I went to the hospital yesterday and the doctor has to go to the hospital and they have to be there at 6 a.m. And I was like, I literally wake up in my pajamas and I come to my desk and I get to work and I make more than the doctor. Yeah. Which it's not just about how much money you make. It's about what you really want to be doing. And so I guess what I was, was reflecting on was not about the money, mm-hmm. but more around, you know, connecting with the, what you want to be doing and, and connecting with the person who's receiving what you're doing. So yep. to be able to meet a partner like you and hear your story and see your energy and get excited, it excites me to keep going back to AppSumo and be like, hey, we're helping this guy. Let's go help more people. It's a great thing to do. So I'm, I'm really grateful to be able to connect with you. Nice. Perfect. That is a wrap. I hope you love the episode as much as we did making it for you. Go check out Ducan on AppSumo. It's only $69. Bucks. It's probably not going to be there if you check this out way too long because our deals expire. AppSumo.com slash product slash Ducan or search D-U-K-A-A-N on AppSumo.com. Also, follow Sumit on Twitter. That's S-U-U-M-I-T-S-H-A-H on Twitter.com. Next, text a friend you love him. Yo, dog, let's catch some fish together. I really do like fishing. Before you go, tweet at me, TikTok, Instagram, all of it. I check and reply to almost every single one of them, at Noah Kagan. I love hearing what you think about these episodes. And if you're not on my email list, okdork.com, go subscribe, okdork.com. I have exclusive content just for my subscribers. You send an email that's short and helps you in marketing and business each and every week. Finally, a couple of shout outs to the amazing team for making this all happen. Jason at podcasttech.com. He turns this coal into diamonds of these episodes. Thank you to Mitchell, Jeremy, George, Cam, Sasa, Nikki, and Jen from the Dork team. And finally, shout out to the email and marketing team at AppSumo. The last call for all was a really interesting experiment what it takes to put it together and how everyone makes it look so easy. I have a lot of respect for everyone on the AppSumo marketing team. Have a blissful day. What's your favorite? Sit-tay. Sit-tay.